up on guys talking sports it's all nfl news as we talk about antonio brown going to the buccaneers we also talk about all the teams out there that we thought were surprises some hits some misses um surprising records surprising disappointments it's all nfl today we also get a little in touch with a little bit of boxing as well with the upcoming fights my co-host nice and smooth join me our calls on guys talking sports and that begins right now What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love and support out there. We really appreciate everything at this particular point. Everything that's going on is just haywire, politics aside, because politics is going crazy. Everything's still on hold around this time frame. But we're still here providing much sports, talking about everything that's going on in the world of sports as much as possible, as often as we can. Um, so without further ado, let's get it started. I'd like to introduce my co-host, Ace and Nice and Smooth. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? How's everybody doing right now? Yo, I like that. Nice and smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered. I remembered. They call me Spitting Nice, <laughs> a.k.a. Big Cat, a.k.a. Cat Daddy1963. Y'all yeah, like to give a special shout-out request. We getting some love out in West Virginia right now. Should be watching live as we go through our people's data. Told her about the podcast. She said, "Yo, she gonna ch- she gonna chime in. She gonna give us a view. Become a become a fan favorite." So, shout out. Had to get you. Had to show you some love before we got started. Dana, love you. Thank you. Appreciate you. To be honest, we should be doing that with a lot more people. Just whoever started giving out love, we should shout them out as well. I mean, that would be definitely a great thing to do going forward. And it's the right thing to do because we do appreciate the love. See, Dana, you're a trendsetter. Well, I mean, what, what, see, what, 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 it all starts in West Virginia. That's right. Wild and wonderful. Kind of racist, Yo. but still, they're good people. Yo, <laughs> so, what you got in that cup, man? It's empty. <laughs> <laughs> what you had in that cup? <laughs> uh, Biden juice. There we go. <laughs> I don't know what buying juice is, but I, I don't need that. I have a glass of uh, Cabernet Savion here, so we're all good. Good. That's what I like to hear. What a great way to start off. I uh, appreciate all the love and support. So we're going to get right into it. I know that we talked a little bit last week in regards to a little bit of the NFL news, but we did say that, of course, Antonio Brown is now a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he signed a one-year deal. Um, which won't do anything, ba- you know, bad. It's just a one-year tryout period. So let me get your thoughts on this because we know that this happened before with the Patriots and it didn't turn out so good, um, but maybe things will turn around. So let me get your thoughts on A.B. going to the Buccaneers. Well, I mean, um, this is Tom Brady trying to um, pad <laughs> his offense. I mean, um if you look at the game that they played against the Giants, they actually should have lost that game. But um, uh, the Giants, well, Daniel Jones, quarterback of the Giants, you know. We'll definitely get into that as well. <laughs> you know, kind of gave up a couple of, you know, bad, you know, INTs. Um, however, um, you know, Tom Brady tried to get in with the Patriots. It didn't work out so well. We all know the reasons why. No need to go into um, litigation about that. But he's just trying to get, you know, players to come come with him, which means he doesn't, in my opinion, have that much faith in the players that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had currently with um, Mike Evans and Chris Goodwin. I mean, he got Gronk there. He's bringing A.B. there. So he's trying to bring up a mix of uh, New England Patriots, Tampa Bay flair here. But um, I don't know. I mean, for me, if Tom Brady is basically, you know, vouching for you, that's pretty much what he did to the um, – to the Bucks owners and the higher ups. Um, to me, I feel like this is probably Antonio Brown's last stand. Um, you know, Tom Brady tried to bring you into New England. We know what happened with the text messages. It didn't work out. You want an eight-game suspension. You're eligible to play this week coming up, if I'm, if I'm correct. Um he still has some litigations going out there, so he's not completely out the woods yet. 
but um, Tom Brady's bringing them on. Um, like I said, I think for me, this is AB's last stand. If you can't make it with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, the GOAT, vouching for you two times in a row and basically probably telling the owners, I'll take care of him. And now he's calling him his friend and whatever it is. Of course, he's not his friend. He's just trying to help him win. But to me, when Antonio Brown, I don't know. You don't know what to get with him. But I think if you can't make it work with Tom Brady on this go round, then I think for you, I don't see where he stands with you know, the NFL, you know, past this, if it doesn't look good outside of that, because if you don't, if you can't play good for Tom Brady, the GOAT vouching for you, and he had to vouch for him to get everybody on board with this, I don't know what else he can do. Well, it just goes to show that talent trumps attitude, trumps behavior, trumps everything, obviously. I think Arian said that he was incredibly shocked in how good a shape AB came in. <laughs> so all that smack about what was going on in the past and the possible uh, litigation stuff that he got going on right now, they're like, uh, whatever, we'll just deal with it when we, <laughs> when we get to that bridge, you know what I mean? So obviously, it don't really matter. AB is AB. If he come in there and he, he puts up similar numbers or numbers that are consistent like he was putting up in Pittsburgh for Tampa Bay right now towards the end of the year. That is one scary team. If they could ever get their running back room together, they can't keep no running backs healthy. But And they can't keep wide receivers healthy. But if they ever got to a situation where they were all healthy, I ain't going to front. I would love to see a Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Super Bowl, because it'll be high octane, up and up and down, run and shoot, nonstop scoring affair. It'll be a very interesting Super Bowl if that were to if that were to take place. But here's the problem. Yeah, I get what you're saying, um, but Tampa Bay got to still win the NFC, um, and there's a plethora of teams out there um, that has that is equal in what the Bucks can do. Seahawks for one, um, Packers. I mean, you have the Saints as well. So there's some good teams out there. This is no longer like I, I don't, the road to the Super Bowl is not that as easy as it may have been with the AFC because they really didn't have with Brady. He didn't really have to worry about the AFC East, which means that he was in a great position in the playoffs no matter what. But this is going to be an interesting year because even though that they may be winning now, um, who's to say that they will be one of the top two teams in the NFC in the NFC period? So we'll see how this goes. But they are doing a good job right now, and they're only gonna it's only gonna add much more value with AB coming in. Um, it's gonna be interesting, definitely gonna be interesting. But you're right, Ace. If they don't take care of that running back position, it's all gonna be mute. Um, I don't know. If, it's going to be interesting to see if Brady has enough in the tank, even with AB, even with Gronk. I mean, they like Smooth said, they barely got past the Giants. Um, the Giants should have won that game. Like, by all tense purposes, they should have won that game. Um, but, like, so there's some things that they're still – there's some, some, some hiccups there. Um, not, but, you know, like I said, if anyone could turn around, Tampa Bay has a good shot to do it. Yeah, when I'm looking at the running game, I think they're trying to get um, for, um, Leonard Fournette in there. And I think if they can get Leonard Fournette in the groove, and I saw in the um, the Giants game, they were trying to get him really in the groove. Um, I think by late to the season, I think Leonard Fournette will probably be more acclimated and probably be in, in that groove with, with Tom Brady. If they can get Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette of Jacksonville, maybe – three, four years ago, whoo, it's going to be a, pe- they're going to be a problem for the NFC. If they get that Leonard Fournette from about three to four years ago. But it, it also, yeah, I agree. Um, but this is also a legacy period for Tom Brady as well. So, um, because I cannot see, I don't know if there was any other quarterbacks who was able to do it where they came from one 
um, from the from the AFC or to the NFC and vice versa, and make it into the Super Bowl as well. So it's a it's a very very interesting scenario with Tampa Bay. There's so many different scenarios with Tampa Bay at this point. Well, uh, as much as I would hate to see Tom Brady get another ring. I don't seem to mind if Tampa were to get a ring just because uh, it seems like football is starting to develop teams where players who been in the league for quite some time and want a shot at a ring. So we're going to go jump on the bandwagon team and see how it goes. Like I'm always, I almost wonder if Dominican Sue wishes, well, as a matter of fact, he is with Tampa. Well, damn. That, that that just goes to show, like, I didn't even know Adamican Sue played for Tampa until I was watching the game Monday night. <laughs> I was like, damn, they got Sue too? <laughs> yeah. I was like, they got a who's who of all pros on this squad. They're, like, the La- wow. They're the Lakers of the uh, NFL right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, or the LeBron, or Tom Brady trying to be the LeBron James of the NBA. I mean, the NFL. There right. you go. <laughs> right. It's just crazy how many people are just flocking to wherever Tom Brady goes. And I mean, rightfully so, I can't blame him, but I was like, damn. (laughs) And I was, and do I want to partly say that COVID and, you know, uh, no preseason game and no OTAs and all those things kind of play a part in Tampa Bay's development? I guess you could, but I guess you could say that with all the teams. But, um, I'm just, I was just amazed at how many stars are on that squad and how many stars are on that squad who is relatively taking pay cuts to be on that squad just to say that they can get a win. I mean, because I'm, to be honest, I'm surprised Le'Veon Bell didn't go. Well, technically, wasn't there, he probably would (laughs) have. Yeah. And technically, it, it, I mean, he went to the other team that is actually doing well and won a ring too. So, I mean, if he had a choice, that I could see Tampa Bay and Kansas City being one of the top two teams doing it. So that's that's why it's like I almost kind of want to see either team go, either team make it again, just because of those players who, under normal circumstances, probably would not be getting a ring. Yeah, and I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see that. I mean, I don't know how long you know Tom Brady's gonna be at Tampa Bay. Do I see him being there for the next five years? No, I don't. Maybe for the next two to three years, yeah, but not the next five. No, but like you said, if you know if Tampa Bay wins it this year, you know hypothetically they win it this year, and those cats get a ring, Sue Fournette, AB, whoever, you're gonna see more cats probably try to diverge into Tampa Bay or try to diverge into Kansas City. Try to get that chip, mm-hmm. or they might they might start going to the Baltimore's and the Saints. All those teams, maybe it's 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 ironic, or is it kind of sad that none of these players want to go to Green Bay? I don't know if it has anything to do with the cold, but Kansas City gets cold too. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, I can't say it's because they're trying to avoid cold weather, but. No, that's not – it's a different kind of cold than yeah. Green Bay than it's Kansas City. <laughs> it's Milwaukee and Missouri, man. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> and I think a lot of cats don't – you know, it's like when you're going to Tampa Bay, it's like Brady, but they do kind of talk about the other players. They do talk, talk about Chris Evans and the other guys. When you go to Green Bay, it's all, uh, it's all Aaron Rodgers. Correct. You're going to hear about – anybody else it's just the Aaron Rodgers show and everybody is like um supporting cast members correct but I mean he he got supporting he ain't got no stars no but I think if you were to send AB and let's say Leonard Fournette and let's say some other folks there it would still be Aaron Rodgers and the players that climbed onto him where it seems a bit different kind of like it's Tom Brady you know who he is but it's time, Brady, but they're still talking about the other players mm-hmm. in Green Bay. You know, the way Green Bay is, it's all Aaron Rodgers, the way the NFL is. They always want to focus on Aaron Rodgers. True. Like, you would never hear about the starting tight end or 
any other running backs per se as much. Like if you hear Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, you also hear Gronk. Now you're hearing AB. So you're adding all these key pieces, all these star names um, and quality, I mean, rightfully so, into the mix, which now spreads Tampa Bay's star power. Like like Smooth said, all you're hearing is just Aaron Rodgers and what he can do. But uh, shout out once again to West Virginia, baby. Dana, she, she made a comment talking about the Steelers. But, ah, yes. We can get to the you know, Steelers. We, we yes, we can. Forget that they're the only undefeated team in the NFL. Shout out once again, Dana, for bringing this to my attention. Needless to say, do we think that stars will want to find themselves going to Pittsburgh? Or is it too much of a blue-collar town and not enough fame and acclaim will kind of go to those stars that will want to line up with Big Ben? I'm looking at it this way. If I'm a player, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay in December, not as cold. Green Bay in December. Pittsburgh in December, ice cold or snow. When you get to January, we're going to Tampa Bay. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it seems that all the stars right now want to go to Florida. <laughs> or L.A. Or L.A. Or L.A. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's undefeated. Pittsburgh is good. Pittsburgh is flawed. I mean, call a spade a spade. They got really lucky with their win against the Baltimore Ravens. Really lucky. The Baltimore Ravens should have whipped them, and they should have whipped them by a lot. But, you know, James, you know, I say James Winston, good Lord. Um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he had a Jameis-esque type of performance. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers capitalized, and they got it. Um, they ran. They accumulated 256 rushing yards on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers should not allow that to happen, not their defense. And their defense is what they tout on. Not so much Ben Roethlisberger, but their defense. 256 rushing yards that the Baltimore Ravens had. And they lost. Mm -hmm. They're flawed. But they'll be in the mix. If you can run the ball on them and have a decent passing attack, you should be able to beat Pittsburgh. And the only team I can think of that can probably do that is two teams. Tennessee, which they beat, but I think Tennessee had an off night in Kansas City. And they do they don't even play any of them. They'll play Baltimore again. And I think Baltimore is gonna get them the second time around. I think Baltimore will get them at home. Um but I look, Kansas City right now plays like Granted, they played the Jets. And granted, they toyed with the Jets. They didn't even really play the Jets. They, they were just doing some shit. Coach was like, eh, this seems just punt fake would work. Oh, shit, it worked. <laughs> yeah, when you got Patrick Mahomes doing no-look passes to his tight end, you know, j- just for shits and giggles. I mean, what you expect? You just, here you go. Right. Trying to, did that work? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah. That that's worked? Like, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole pile of plays that they was like, we're going to try for the first time. Yeah. I mean, when you, have the, when you have the lines dancing in the middle of the game, waiting for the offense or the Jets, to come in, that's when you know that right now they're not taking you seriously at all. And that was a shame. Like when I saw them dancing, I was like, man, that's like a that's like one of them like you're showing off type moves, but it was mad funny. Like it was just like it was one of those I can't believe they're doing this, but you're not going to be able to stop them. So man, the Jets are just next level, <laughs> next level bad. I mean, I, I don't know if I've seen it as worse. As this year's Jets, and they've been some pretty damn bad teams in the NFL. This team is just straight comical. When, when dudes are posting memes on the internet talking about, did you see the one cat who got who got traded, and then he saw him standing on Fifth Avenue with an umbrella in his whole uniform, talking about with his with his with his thumb up, looking for hitchhiking for a ride to get the hell up out of Dodge. I think he got traded to Tampa. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, he got traded to Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't waste no time. He's like, the hell with my clothes. Look, you just ship that shit to me. I'm just I'm just going, I'm just gonna go right to the airport. <laughs> Helmet it all. Wow. <laughs> Yo, it is it's unbelievable right now. Um, and there's no more this, there's no debate about who's the worst team. I'm sorry. 
there is no more debate at this stage. I mean, this is hands down. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not knocking the Jets per se, but when after this Kansas City game, and rightfully so, Kansas City should have won hands down, but how they won is really was the tell and tell. Bottom line. It's Kansas City's to lose until otherwise, unfortunately. It, it just seems like they're light years ahead of everybody else. Now, mind you, yes, they did lose. Granted. But I think it might have been a scenario where they went into it like, ah, just like they went into the, the Jets. We're playing against Vegas. They ain't nobody. We can coach through them. And, you know, they the defense just didn't show up. So when the defense wants to play, obviously they're very tough. But – uh Right now, even though the Steelers might be seven and zero, I I still believe it's Kansas City or bust. And coming out of the, I think the NFC is probably the most, probably the most entertaining conference right now, just because you just don't know what to expect because everybody's beating each other up. We we know right now that Forty Nine ers ain't making no more noise. They done. <laughs> so we could just pretty Woo. much. Sit them off to the wayside. I got a question. Will Jimmy G still be there come next year? Hmm. Or will, or, or will uh, Kyle Shanahan go after Matt Ryan? Because you know Atlanta trying to hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. Not a bad move you're trying to win now. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't feeling that. <laughs> yeah. You know, personally, personally, this may sound crazy. Very interested to hear what you said about this. This sound crazy because we know what he is and what he brings to the table. He's a gunslinger, but he will fuck you over nine times out of ten. But Fitz Magic? Oh, I'm about to say, did you see the, the clip of him practicing in his in his uh, in his um, little tiny shorts? I'm glad I didn't know. <laughs> His beard longer than his shorts? <laughs> yeah, because he was showing thighs and everything. It was just... <laughs> now, personally, personally, this might sound crazy. This may sound really crazy. He's still young. I, w- I wouldn't mind taking a flyer with James Winston. I say this because yes, he threw for over 5,000 yards. Yes, he threw for over 30 touchdowns. Yes, he threw for over 30 interceptions. I get all that. But he did say, you know, he had corrective surgery with his eyes. He had a year to develop under uh, Drew Brees. I think with uh, Shanahan, I think he could come in there. Obviously, to me, he's probably no different than a Garoppolo. Maybe just throwing less in Garoppolo throwing less interceptions, but you talk about a gunslinger, and you can get him on the cheap, and you still may have the opportunity to go out there and draft a halfway decent quarterback. I know it won't happen, but I wouldn't be totally disappointed if they went out there, got Jameis, and kind of just see where it went. They can't do no worse than how New England went and got Cam. I'll be shocked if they did it. I would be too. Like you said, I would be shocked if they did it. Um, But if they ever wanted to take, but if they ever needed a situation where they were still kind of tied up with money with Garoppolo, because his contract may or may not be up, because they signed him to a long-term deal. Yeah, but all of his money was was front-loaded, so they're they're. If they cut bait with them, they won't be um, too much hit against the cat. Okay. Okay. But if they wanted to, let's let's play let's play uh, the college football shits and giggle shits and giggle game. So let's just say we know that uh, Sunshine got hit with COVID and he's out for these next couple of games. And what if Sunshine decides that he wants to go back to Clemson for another year? Would you go after Jameis? Not to say that you're trying to tank, but it's going after you go after Jameis to say, hey, we might win, we might lose. But if we lose enough, we might lose enough where we might be able to pick up the first in the first overall draft pick. 
And then you get Trevor Lawrence and you only paid Winston maybe $12 million to come in and start. You didn't pay no real money for a quarterback to come and start with you. So you, you, you saved a ton of cap. So now you're getting a quarterback on the cheap because of his rookie deal. And then you really can go out there and do what you need to do. Sounds crazy. It sounds 99% like that's not the way they're going to go. I'm about to say, because that sounds crazy. <laughs> but I would not be mad if that was the case. Not to say that somebody wouldn't think about doing that, but if I was a GM, I wouldn't think about doing that. I would, I mean, granted, you'd have to get buy-in by ownership. I mean, you're literally, you're literally throwing a year worth of talent away from the entire squad, taking a flyer on a quarterback who's a habitual pick six machine. <laughs> and that's hey. the problem with Jameis Winston because the last yeah. time you saw him was with Tampa Bay. So you've seen the footage in the film on him. You would need to see a little bit of something outside of Tampa Bay to maybe want someone to go in and take a chance on them. And right now you haven't seen it. Yeah. So outside of where my Niners, eh, would Jimmy G come back? They can cut bait, they can cut bait. I'm sure he'll get picked up by somebody. Hell, the Jets can use him. What the hell? That's eight weeks. That's basically the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the Jets are going to get rid of Flacco, obviously. Uh, they're gonna get rid of Darwin too, depending on what if they get the number one pick, which as of right now, they're in line to get. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they and, are. And to be honest, they there's so many other quarterbacks out there at this point mm-hmm. that I think that San Francisco will find to probably be a better choice, better selection than Jameis Winston. Um, to be honest, there's a couple of people out there now that is available, probably willing and able that the 49ers will want to pick if they want to go that route. So I just don't see them at this stage going for Winston um, off of his body work alone, unfortunately. I just wouldn't be bad if they did it. Honestly, I wouldn't. Because what do they got to lose? They don't. They're at a win. They're at a, a, a they're ready for a win now scenario. So you want at least a quarterback that's proven enough that can you feel can get you over the hump. Not to say that J- James Winston probably can't, but like Al said, the body of work has indicated that he's that QB ready to take you over the hump. Like somebody like a Matt Ryan, he, I'll even go so far as saying I would take a chance on a Fitzpatrick over James Winston. I know. <laughs> they would. You shake your head <laughs> right now, but they would. But I would say someone like a Matt Ryan, per se, would be someone, if I'm the GM, he's in a bad situation where he doesn't got much to work with in Atlanta, and they're in a, you know, whether they want to say they are or aren't in a rebuilding phase. So they have a team that's ready to win now. So you want a quarterback that you think that can help you win now when Matt Ryan played in Kyle Shanahan and, you know, he knows that type of offense. So, you know, he, he's there, he's ready. So yeah, I, I would be more inclined to go with somebody like that, James Winston, which is still more of an outlier. He might be good and he probably would be a lot better depending on, you know, based on a better offensive, you know, scheme, better offensive line and better receivers. He could be that dude. But like I said, you haven't seen that while you had at the Saints at least with um, Bridgewater, you got about a five or six game stint where you were able to see where Bridgewater was, which is why he wound up in Carolina because you saw him playing with Breeze Alps. And even though he didn't light it up, he was still, you know, competent enough to kind of keep the offensive going. He didn't, you know, screw up. But we haven't had the opportunity to see that with, um, you know, with Jameis Winston yet. I'm curious to know if, Drew Brees were to go down, would they even trust Winston enough to go in there or would they put in Taysom Hill? Who? Who's number two on the depth chart? That's all I was about to say. Whoever's number two, it's going to have to be this next would, man up. I would, I would have to assume it's Taysom Hill. Even though he's like the jack of, he's like the jackknife of all trade, or, you know, on the offensive side of him. 
That's a good question. Whoever is number two at this stage will definitely be the next man up. And it's basically, you not have to do as much as what G. Rubies does, but be serviceable just like how Teddy Bridgewater was. So, you know, that as long as whoever is in that position that can do it, what's best for the Saints, they'll make that decision. Um, whether it's Jameis Winston or if it's not, they'll make – I think they have enough evaluation to know which person can step up, next man step up. True. True. But I do appreciate the thought process because I think James Winston does deserve a second act somewhere. It's not going to definitely be in the Saints, so it's probably going to be someplace else. But yeah. I think the only way that James will succeed and be will be decent, sort of like on a trajectory of, uh, of Tannehill, is that you have to put him on a squad that has a nice O-line, a very good run game, where he could start off to be a game manager and let him work his way in to being a more confident and more uh, just a confident quarterback. Because you can see the confidence growing in Tannehill since he started, he came in from last season, transitioning into this season, because he was nothing but a game manager, even in the playoffs. Now, if you could put Jameis in that type of scenario, I think Jameis could succeed. I think Jameis would be really good if he was the backup quarterback and he had opportunity with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought that's where he was going to go. I truly thought that would have been the perfect place for him. Perfect. But the Saints ain't bad either. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. I think I think he would have landed in San Francisco if they didn't have uh, Bethard and uh, other QB already on the roster. Um, but I mean, oh, Mullins is the other quarterback that the, the 49ers have. Neither one of them are like primo starting QB type material, but at least with at least with Jameis, you know he could throw over 5,000 yards. You know he ain't afraid to sling that rock. Another team he could probably could have been good at, um, and God forbid me even say his name, the Dallas Cowboys. Hell, he could be good with the Giants. He ain't no worse than uh, Daniel Jones. Or the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> there are quarterbacks and there are teams he could be decent at, but only maybe a few he can thrive in. I put like that. And that's the only problem right now with um, James. I'm not saying, well, number one, that's one of the many problems with the New York team. So that definitely leaves them out. Um, wherever he has to go, he has to thrive. And like you said, smooth with the old line, they have to be strong enough to carry the low where he doesn't have to do too much, but just enough for that the teams will win. And right now he's not in that position where a team, like he could have easily went to a team and started, but then it would have solidified that if they didn't have the help from the offensive line, it would only solidify the people's about him being a highly prone interception guy. Um, even though he throws touchdowns, he throws just as much as with the interception. So the thing is that he has to pick his team perfectly to the point where it doesn't hurt him in the long run. Yeah, my favorite James Winston, and not that I want to get too far off with him, is that, you know, unlike, you know, with, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater had a couple of games where he was able to, you know, show his abilities to the rest of the league that he can, you know, you know, be a starting QB in the league. Um, James Winston is probably, unless, you know, Drew Brees gets hurt, not going to have that chance. So, I don't know if he's going to get opportunity to um, showcase his talents to prove to other teams that he's able to be a starting quarterback or just be relegated to a second stringer because if Drew Brees doesn't get hurt, all you see is Tampa Bay. And then you look and you see Tom Brady with virtually almost the same cast of characters and you see what he's doing. Who's the better backup quarterback? Winston or Mariota? Because remember, they both went one-two in that draft year. To be honest with you, I think that that is still out. You know, that's still open, left to be de- to be determined. Bottom line, um, yeah, you could you can even determine who's the best starting QB, Mariota or Winston. But okay, you're GM. You're stuck with Mariota or Winston. Who would you rather remember? At least, yes. 
Winston has the propensity of throwing a bunch of bunch of interceptions. But at least you know he can get you three to 400-yard passing game. He may screw around and lose it in the end. But Mariota, I don't even think Mariota showed that type of passing ability. You know, he was good. That's Our not good choices. <laughs> Number one, it's not good choices. Number two, we're not going to keep dwelling on Jameis Winston. At the yeah, end of the day, at make- the end of the day, <laughs> I would have to evaluate both of them if I'm the GM and I'm going to make my decision. If it's Mariota, I'm gonna pick Mariota. Winston, if it's Winston, I'll pick Winston. At this point, they haven't done anything at this stage where I'm gonna say I'm going to immediately pick Jameis Winston over Mariota and vice versa. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to reevaluate both of them. Get you know, on one-on-one session on each ter- different turfs and see who the made the best man win off of my eyes. Bottom line. Noted. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Winston guy. <laughs> I would pick Fitzpatrick over both of them. The first oh! <laughs> I will okay. go with him before both of them. I'm going to be honest with you. If Fitzpatrick was in it, I would do the same thing. So it doesn't really matter at this stage. Matter of fact, I would look to see if he's available before I would even work out both of them. So I, that's, I mean, I'm like, hey, hey trust it's- me, come next season, he will. Unless Tua just gets hurt and can't play anymore, he will. I know, man. I tell you, that man collected more checks. Started for more teams. I'm not mad at him. Not mad at him at all. But we can talk more about, let's continue a little bit more with the NFL. Um, I will say this. I mean, right now with the Eagles on a two-game winning streak, at least there's some life back in the NFC East. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, with everything that's going on right now, I have to give credit where credit is due. There's some life. Some, not all, but some life. Um, in the NFC East. So I had to say, make mention of that uh, before we moved on. So while we, so we're close, I get not, we're not really halfway through the season, but we're close to it. Um, let me get your quick thoughts on, are there any surprises in the NFL as far as teams out there um, that you thought um, that are doing well, that you didn't think wouldn't be doing well or, that are supposed to be doing well, but fall, but fell off. Um, are there any teams out there that you're surprised at at this stage right now? Well, for me, I'm very surprised at the Dallas Cowboys. I thought they would be doing a lot better than what they are right now, but injuries have just riddled them. I mean, before you even got to Dak Prescott, the offensive line was just getting hurt left and right. An offensive line that, and really, for the most part, been injury-free the last five to six years. Um, so, I mean, the injury bug catches up to everybody eventually, and when it does, it comes in bunches. And yeah. they're just about their entire defensive, you know, offensive line outside of one lineman is hurt. So, um, and Dak Prescott goes out. Um, so, I think for me, I think really – Dallas Cowboys, they filled up the Eagles. Even though they're on a two-game win streak, they should have lost to the Giant, New York Giants. So I'll give them no credit on that. Um, <laughs> and they beat a, a a terrible Dallas Cowboys team. So I give them no credit on that either. Um, so the Cowboys and the Eagles are probably the two teams where I'm surprised are playing as not well as they are, but you know, injuries can kill anybody. So those are the two teams I, I'm shocked that are playing as they are. But given the circumstances, I can see why they're playing as they are right now. Okay. What about you? What about you, Nice? Um, two teams, or are, are there any teams in the NFL that are surprising to you, whether it's loss or win-loss or the record or just in general? Any team that's surprising to you in the NFL? Carolina and uh, Carolina, definitely Carolina. Okay. Um, can't think of a second squad. Who is? Don't have to be squad? a. It don't have to be a second squad. I'm just saying that's in general. Oh, okay. What was what? What did he mention? I'm just curious. I missed it. I stepped away from it. 
I said the uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles. As two surprising squads? That did bad. Oh, that did bad. Okay. And I'm choosing those who I thought was surprisingly not as bad. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just in general. Oh, okay. Um, Well, Carolina being halfway decent, you know, I'm sure they didn't anticipate Teddy Bridgewater to be the savior and and uh, lead them to the promised land, especially in the NFC uh, South. Uh, Also with McAfee out too. Right. But considering the injuries to CMC, uh, Dave, uh, with Rule being the first year coach coming out of college, uh, they put in the perfect, perfect offense for Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Some of the key additions that they added, uh, Robbie Anderson from uh, the Jets, the wide receiver. Um, Mike Davis coming on strong as the backup to CMC. Uh I think they're really doing a pretty good job considering they're three and five, I believe. Yeah. Three and four or three and five, one of the two. Three and five. And they could easily probably be uh, five and three, depending if a couple of breaks went their way. Um, also the Steelers, to be honest. Um, nobody knew what they were going to expect when Big Ben came back, especially from an injury like the one he had. And considering the hell of a job that uh, that their coach did last season to finish eight and eight with the, you know, the QB carousel that they had or lack of QB, I should say, mm-hmm. um, to come back right now and be seven and oh, it's a testament to just the steel organization, a uh, big testament to big Ben coming back and being more than a shell of his former self. He's not quite back where he was prior to injury, but he is playing better than most would give him credit for. And the defense, something about the Steelers and the way they draft and their defense and the way they always manage to find wide receivers, it's just something about that, something about that squad. Now, again, do I do I know how they'll finish up? Um, I have no idea. But Carolina and Pittsburgh, two teams that I would not have really kind of looked at to say, wow, okay, Pittsburgh is seven and zero. Carolina, yeah, you figured they'd probably be like one and six, two and five, or something like that. Uh, but not to be as competitive they are and have that losing record is something I would not have expected. Wow. Um okay I had I have three teams um that I was kind of surprised. Um first one is um be real quick because I, I the first one is Minnesota Vikings. Um for some reason I had them to be better than what they are right now, especially not in the bottom with two and five. I had them being at least a 500 team or above. Um, Kirk Cousins was playing well last year. And with Dalvin Cook in there, I really thought that they was going to be much better than what they are. For some reason, it's just not the case. Go ahead. ahead. Do you think Washington made the best move thinking that he just was not the quarterback that he made people to believe that he was? Before last year, I was thinking that they made a bad move, but now looking at it going down, to be honest, I'm still trying to. I mean, because let's be honest, if they would have kept Cousins there now, I'm wondering what the Washington team would be at this stage. So, would they be better than their record stands now? I it's a not to get not to, to divert too far, but. I think they would have been better off with him than without him. But, in the yeah, short talent. term. But what, what talent? But Washington football team doesn't have not nearly the amount of talent offensively that he has in Minnesota. Jordan Reed was like their one of one of their better talents, but he kept getting concussed. Is and you're not saying uh, Jameson Crowder because he's with the Jets. Well, is Kirk Cousins better than what you have right now with Dwayne West Haskins or whoever? I forgot. Sorry. Whoever is the person that's starting. I mean, obviously, yes. <laughs> that's now, he could have got the same injury that Alex Smith got, and then it'd be a null and void. But minus the injury, was Kirk Cousins better than Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins or whoever you put there as they currently have constructed right now? That's where I'm looking at. Yeah. Was Alex was Kirk Cousins better than Alex Smith when Alex Smith was healthy coming out of Kansas City? No. Ooh. 
Okay, that's a that's a that's a debate, <laughs> but not to de- de- deviate off of where we're going. Right, but yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, no, you're good. And that was my point. My point is that that's how much value where Kirk Cousins is. And now when he was with Minnesota, they was doing well last year. But now, for whatever reason, it's not the same magic as it was last year. So I'm kind of surprised on that. Um, the second team that I'm surprised on, not really, well, yeah, I'm only surprised by this, and that is the New England Patriots. Because right now, the way things are looking, it looks as though that the system was not working um, in regard is the system is not working right now as constructed uh, when Tom Brady went down to Tampa Bay. Now it seems as though Tom Brady has more of the magic than it would be the New England Patriots. So it's telling from that sense because even though you can bring other quarterbacks in, if it doesn't work within that system, it just doesn't work. And I don't know what it is. But it's just more of a comparison of Tom Brady versus the New England Patriots system and Coach Belichick system. So right now it looks like Tom Brady is winning, which I'm kind of a little bit surprised of because I thought that the New England Patriots system would work with as long as it's constructed to for the strengths of whatever player that they have. So it looks like it's more Tom Brady than it is the New England Patriots system. I'm going to push back on that because I think that the – the New England Patriots that Cam Newton has is not the same New England Patriots that Tom Brady has enjoyed over the last two or three years. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you minus Gronk, you minus Edelman, you had three <laughs> defensive players opt out this year before the season even started. True. You got players injured. Um, so he doesn't have the same weapons on the offense that Tom Brady had, nor does he have the same people in the defense that Tom Brady had to be able to absorb an interception or bad plays that Tom Brady would have, even though they're talking about that. So, um, and I do think that this Cam Newton was coming back from injury. I don't think he was fully ready, even before the COVID virus. I don't think he was fully ready to come back. I think he was a, a year away to fully being back to who he was. Um, I think this offense was probably a little more tailor made from because it was more heavily on the run. Mm-hmm. But you take that aside, you put Tom, you put you take out Tom Brady, put Cam Newton in Cam Newton with the Patriots the last year they won a Super Bowl. Would Cam Newton be able to take him to the Super Bowl? I don't know. But I will say this: Cam Newton does not have the same weapons that Tom Brady had even last year on offense and defense that he has this year. No, no, I I, I get that. I'm just saying that I thought that, and the players aside, I, I think I was thinking that more so of the system itself as it would have been constructed for whoever players, whatever players that they have going forward. And I was looking from that aspect. Um, it's almost, kind of, I guess my thoughts were almost similar to how like the system of, um, and I, I'm always going to revert back to um, the NBA because of my forte, but um, I'm always thinking about San Antonio, their system, when you could just inject a group of players and as long as you put a right system in place, it's going to drive and they're going to be the same, you know, where they're constantly making the playoffs or something like that. So I'm thinking from a New England standpoint, if they inject whatever players that they have, that they created a system for those players to maximize what their strengths are. And that's what I was coming from. That's the idea I was coming from. I didn't think that this. The, but obviously the first two games, I thought that that was the case where the system was working because Cam was running all over the place and it seemed like that system was going to work. But then obviously all this came about and then now they're two and five. The, the system is obviously, obviously different. Yeah. That, the system was always tailor-made for Brady. Always. Okay. And, and Brady made no-name wide receivers, halfway decent wide receivers, at least made them made it so that they get to get some halfway decent paydays, you know, because they, you put them in anybody else's roster, they probably wouldn't make the squad. Um, so with that being said, 
I'm not saying Cam is, isn't ready. I'm saying Cam obviously lost this last game because he doesn't know how to tuck a football away. If he, if he just, you know, Cam is just Cam. Cam is just going to be that, that dude. But obviously if you, if you can't tuck the ball into your, into your body, and then I, and also base, you know, listening to running backs, if you run to the right, the ball's supposed to be in your left and vice versa. He running to his left with the ball in his right. Obviously he's about to get knocked out. So, I mean, he took, that was on him, but he was definitely leading the squad back down to at least tie the game up and send it to overtime. But I'm not saying Cam is done. I'm just saying that Cam, I think at his age, well, with, not his age, so to speak. His age for quarterback ain't got nothing to do with it. But for the amount of hits and the wear and tear that his body has taken over the years, it has to be damn near a flawless situation for him to be perfect. He doesn't have much room or much margin for error like a majority of other quarterbacks just because of the style of game that he plays. So with the game when he threw them four picks and was just straight up horrible, Things just was just bad, and he couldn't adapt. And when things are going great, he tends to shoot himself in the foot. Yeah, I'm with you. The, the, the New England Patriots remind me of the um, Chicago Bulls of the um, mid to late 90s where <laughs> – Pippin' that Bulls? Huh? <laughs> the Pippin' that Bulls? <laughs> no, I'm going to say about, you know, with the triangle offense where, you know, you have Mike, but, you know, all you needed was guys that weren't – the best you didn't have to pad your team with players then just will win you had to have players that weren't household names that fit within a triangle system that can work within a triangle system you, that got you wins um and i think with the patriots i think their system had tom brady aka mj and then you have players that work within that system that thrived in there because they were able to pick good players that worked within the system and then you Look at Cam, you know, Cam Newton coming into the Patriots. It's like Phil Jackson going to Los Angeles Lakers the first year with, you know, with Shaq there or whatever. It didn't, it didn't look good because he didn't have the, the requisite parts mm-hmm. that could thrive in that system. And that's what it looks like right now. You know, you have Cam Newton and a bunch of people we don't know that just don't work well in that system um, together. And I think that's a lot to have to do with no real offseason the OTAs, Cam coming in at the 11th hour, not really having the time to really, you know, get the offense underneath his belt. So now you're asking him to do a lot more running, which he shouldn't be doing because he has right. a bad ankle and a bad shoulder. Um, and I ask him to throw a lot, but you're kind of hesitant to have him throw a lot because you don't have a lot of good receivers out there. So you're asking him to run, you're asking receivers to run. So it's like how the Lakers were with Shaq and – Kobe in the first year, you were trying to see what worked. And then eventually what you realized what didn't work, you knew what you had to get to make it work. So to me, it's like, that's what it looks like. It looks like that that first year with Phil Jackson, the Lakers, and you're realizing that, okay, these guys ain't going to work with me. So I got to get rid of A, B, and C and bring in these players that was going to work. And that's what it looks like with the Patriots, with Cam, Cam is. But I think that Cam might be on the outside looking in because I think that <laughs> Bill Belichick, if he's still there after the season, may realize that Cam Newton is probably not the guy that's going to be able to help him win. Now, I have one question. Two parts, maybe. Um, what does that say about the Belichick way and his system? with a Matt Castle versus a Tom Brady. Is it because Castle's you, not Tom Brady? Or is it that the system is just so simple that when Castle moved on to a more intricate offense, he couldn't grasp it and was just bad? Sort of like how Tom Brady played pretty horribly his first couple games, but you know, Tom is pretty smart. He's a Michigan man, by the way. So, you know, they, they got pretty good education over there. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's where I'm saying it's a two-part question. Is it is it that the system is great? Because then if you really want to just, just throw a, a, a third in within that question, 
And how do you take Garoppolo out of this equation? Hmm. Uh, I'll answer that two ways. I would think that the system, the system needs players that fit well into that system, which means you have to draft well, which means you have to pick good players up, which means that's we're able to draft a Jacoby Brisket or a Matt Castle or, or a Jimmy G, a quarterback that you've saw and you looked at and you're able to draft in and know that that person can fit well into that system. And plus had the opportunity to sit at, you know, at the feet of Tom Brady and be able to learn so they can kind of pick up on that stuff. Um, as opposed to you drafted him for that one system and then they go to another system and he might not work that well there initially because that system just does not fit them because they look great when they were in New England. I mean, you know, Matt Castle what other guys look great when in New England because New England drafted well. I mean, they drafted players that weren't just like the number one pick, but they drafted players that fit well into that system that they want to operate in. And they don't necessarily fit well in the other systems. So um, do not be fully surprised if Jimmy G finds his way back to New England. If the Sam, if if the if um the 49ers decide to go in a different direction. And I think they are. And I mean that wouldn't shock me. I mean, because they know the system and they know. He knows the system, and they know that it probably wouldn't be terribly difficult for him to, re, you know, reacclimate himself uh, to that same system. But then again, they still don't have players, at least offensive weapons, for that matter. Yeah, they got, they're going to have to go in the offseason. They have a lot of dead money tied up, but I think after this season, they'll be having a lot more money to be able to go out and get some more offensive players that would fit well into the system but yeah it's just this year I think it's just a throwaway but I, I do agree with you it would be it would be interesting to see if they if they ran it back with Cam next season and they're able to go through OTAs and different things and Cam is a little bit healthier and they managed to go out there and get a few more pieces what would the end result be and they get back those players who opted out to say they didn't want to play due to COVID mm-hmm but, you know, this is a show and prove league and he ain't showing exactly. shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what the bottom line is. Like, right now, like, they're, they're two and five. And, mm-hmm. like, in, in all honesty, any Patriots fan who is used to them winning is like, yo, this is not what I signed up for. So, you know, they're not used to this. So it'd be interesting it's not the to Patriots see. Patriots way. <laughs> it's not the Patriots way. Exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can um, – at least do something to make it more feasible, uh, make it an even 800 team. I think fans would be satisfied with that going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know we're almost um, up for time and there's so many other news that we could talk about on um, boxing, um, some NBA news, which is a little bit, um, but um, before we go, um, there's one more thing I would like to say, and that was, one more, my quick surprise was the Titans. I knew that they were going to be good. Um, I didn't think they were going to be leading the AFC South, but I digress there. Um, is there anything else that anybody else, you guys, anything that you guys want to mention before we sign off? Rock a bye, baby. Hmm? Hmm? Lost me. The KO that disrocked his world. <laughs> oh, Tank Davis against Santa Cruz. Yeah, that was whoo. That was a Mike Tyson punch out uppercut. <laughs> he put him to sleep. You know when he when he fell back and that knee was up in the air, it was a wrap. <laughs> he might have tore ACL, didn't even know it. <laughs> the one, the one hit a quitter. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically what it is. That should be that should be the label. And to be honest with you, dude, that left was vicious, boy. Goodness. Yeah, the uppercut was vicious. I mean, he. Whew. But he hit, it was a left hand uppercut. <laughs> he never saw it coming, and he went right to sleep after that. Just he would limp and just fell. Just 
<laughs> the ref was like, ding, ding, ding. He, he didn't even count. He was just he like, was like no. that's it. <laughs> he was like, just, 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 just go. Just call go. He <laughs> call it. Call it. It's over. It's over. It's oh over. Oh my God. I was like, damn. <laughs> like old I haven't seen anybody guy. get knocked out that that but that bad in a minute. It's like old girl from New Jack City. Rock a bye, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Rocked them to sleep, yeah, man. That that Ooh. was uh, Tank Davis, man. He uh, I'm not gonna put up there as the top pound for pound because there's a lot of other, um, you know, boxers up there. But you know, he put little people on. He put some people on notice. I think I think he's from Baltimore, I believe. Uh, if he's not from Baltimore, he represents Baltimore. But yeah, I, I definitely I think so. Yeah, they talk about him a lot out here. <laughs> Well, they I'm pretty sure they've been talking about him since this this um this match. So um yeah, he's uh definitely put himself up there in the mix. So he's gonna definitely be on a on a um note for another payday. And if he's um in you know the um money uh, Mayweather camp, of course they're gonna try to get some more money out of that. So of course I I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the mix um next couple of months. Did you happen to catch Mayweather when he was on first take? <laughs> first take. <laughs> I couldn't finish it because it was it was hard to watch. <laughs> well, you know that that just happens to be the lack of vocabulary. <laughs> it kind of makes me wonder if why sometimes he goes up there by himself to speak. Um, have a meet, have some type of uh, spokesperson for you. Because um, so, sometimes he can't do that because if he does that, then Fifty Cent was right the entire time, <laughs> and he just can't allow Fifty to be right. <laughs> but he's already all right. Never mind. I'm not even going. I'm not even going. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to say anything else. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. All right. But I, I mean, digress. Don't come at me. I'm just I'm just <laughs> But but if we're looking at boxing, Terrence Crawford is going to be fighting on the 14th. Uh, pay-per-view or ESPN Plus? Uh, pay-per-view. No, I'll pass. <laughs> wait, wait, who's fighting? I'm sorry. Terrence Crawford. Oh, okay, okay. Um, he is fighting. If you give me a second here, Terrence Crawford is uh, fighting. Uh, he's fighting uh, Kel Brook uh, for, the, for the WBO What to Wait champion. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Is on ESPN East. Then I'm gonna give it a go. <laughs> and if anybody can stomach this one on November the 28th, Mike Tyson's fighting Roy Jones for an eight-round exhibition fight. I don't know if I can stomach that, but who doesn't want to see a, a, a bad train wreck? Man, the hell would you? I think Mike could take out some of these heavy heavyweights right now. He might. You see that boy? <laughs> but the fight to watch, in my opinion, is going to be. Um, Errol Spence against Danny Garcia. That's yes. going to be December the 5th. Yes. Yes. I that's mean, what I want to see. And that's going to be in Texas, right? Uh, uh, yeah. AT, AT&T. It might, be. it might be, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that, I, is that ESPN special or is that also pay-per-view? <laughs> no, that's pay-per-view. I think pay-per-view. You're for that one. Yeah, yeah. it's pay-per-view. Uh, that's, that's a sports bar one, huh? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an interesting fight. Um, to be yeah. honest, that December fifth got a whole lot of lineups, it's, so that's going to definitely be interesting. Yeah, um, but but <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk more about that in the upcoming weeks. Um, we should get more into boxing as well. Uh, but for right now, like let folks know where they can find you at. Uh, you can find me on Snapchat, Twitter, Je Ross number seven. You already know where you can find me. I ain't gonna say it again. I'll be out there religiously. I don't see nobody pull up, so you're scared. That's what's up. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. <laughs> you better be, better be careful because those conservative people with those flags will be right there with you, coming for you. So you might want to hold your tongue right there. If, if they can and they're a little, bit, and they're a little bit hot right now. They're a little bit hot right now. So he's absolutely right. Hot is on the street, Lizard. <laughs> but I digress. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am out cross Twitter, Instagram. I am out cross. Catch guys talking sports live on YouTube. You can catch us and you can catch us on podcasts, any podcast. Um, at this point, just search guys talking sports, and we're there. Um, 
also like to thank everybody out there for checking us out. Appreciate all the love and support. Again, catch us next week, every week on Guys Talking Sports on all the podcasts out there. We appreciate all the love and support out there. You guys, don't forget, you know, even though the election is over, thank you for all the people that voted. Major voices count. No matter you're a Democrat or Republican, as long as you vote it, that's all that matters because your voice does matter. So keep remembering that the next time and keep continuing to vote. Don't just stop voting on the presidential. Go for your state, your your local, your counties, all those. Make sure you vote because your voice matters and your voice matters. So continue to do, stay the good fight. Uh, God bless. Have a good night. Take care. Continue to wear your mask. Um, this, this, this winter season coming up. So continue wearing your mask, stay safe, and have a good one. God bless. Don't forget to get your food shot. Definitely.